Welcome back. This is the Talking People and Technology podcast. I'm Jared Cameron. I'm joined as per usual by David Gazzarotto. Dave, how are you doing? Good, mate. How are you? Oh, great, mate. We've, we've got a run on a head of steam at HR Tech Fest, haven't Fantastic. we? Fantastic. We're becoming uh, absolute pros at this, Jared. We are. And hey, we're, we're joined by big man Mike Erlin from Cornerstone. How are you doing, Mike? <laughs> hey, boys. Good to have you back. <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> yeah. There he is. Good, actually. Yeah, outside linebacker. That's <laughs> it, man. <laughs> He's That's back. It. Go Ducks. Everybody Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike, we had you on oh, a couple of months ago. Was it? Yeah, that's a couple right. of months ago, up in um, up in Brisbane, I think it was. That's right. It was uh, yeah, one of those events. Um, that was good, but this feels better. Yeah, it does. This has it's got a, a real buzz. This has got it? a buzz going. Yeah, this is like we're starting to get some attitude in Australia. I like it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like it. it's a good way to Absolutely. put it. We actually coined a great new term last time: free the data. Free the data, baby. Yeah, free the free data. The da- <laughs> and I think Dave I've and been I. Using it everywhere. Yeah, we yeah, we've all been using it. <laughs> Trademarked. Yeah, <laughs> trademark. But uh, in your opinion, what do you think is holding back organizations from freeing the data? Getting the data. Getting the to data. To free the data, you got to get your hands on the data. The problem is we're not getting the data fast enough. Yeah. That's my... That's, what's, that's, what's the impediments to that, though? I think it's a couple things. I think there's, I think there's disparate systems, obviously. The old, you know, I mean, we're, we're all moving to cloud, yada, 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 but it's like you go back disparate systems years and years ago, so it's all over the place. And the good news, Cornerstone's leading this area, but it's the good news is that now there's different ways to bring the data together. Yeah. So you have the rip and replace, which is great. You have the big enterprise systems, one, one ring to rule them all. And then you have other solutions that can come in and overlay, less cost, leverage existing infrastructure. That's what we play. So one way is to get that data in. Second thing is I don't think our, our businesses are getting enough addiction by their people with, with collecting the data. Yeah, yeah. It's like everyone's talking about engagement. They're talking about, you know, customer slash employee experience. But people aren't moving fast enough or mm. broad enough. You've got to get the infrastructure laid in order to collect the data. And yeah. it's taking too long. Yep. And I think there's a, we're seeing a lot of rip and replace for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Like there's, there's rip and replace to try and improve the employee self-service, right, which doesn't necessarily give us better data, right? No. It's when, when you actually add the deeper... You know, deeper levels of, of uh, data collection as you can get from your talent management platforms and, and even from outside of, if we can actually harness data that's in other places, bring it in and do something with it. Well, you know what, I'll tell you, there's one thing that we, that, that um, I was sort of on a mission about two months ago. And when people talk about core HR, right, the core HRIS, what would, what would you think would be the core of a human resource information system. Oh, it's got to be your payroll piece, right? It could be, but I think when you talk about, it could be, but core is people. Yep. Yeah. Right? I mean, so wouldn't the core be your people as opposed to a transaction of, yeah. of, of a payroll? Yeah. So I don't know. I just well, If you're only thinking payroll, that's not your people anymore. Yeah. That's not the entirety of your workforce. So no, it's got to be your, it's got it doesn't to cover all your workers. workers. When I think mm. about people, I think about what's attracting them to the uh, employer value proposition. Um, you know, how do we make them feel important? Are they prepared and onboarded well so they come up to productivity on time? Do they feel like they have the destiny in their own career and that that organization is providing them those pathways? That's about people. Yeah. Now, where they live, what bank they choose, mm. um, you know, like, you know, all that, all the transactional stuff is great, hugely important, but suck it in from somewhere else. Mm. Yeah, so, logistics, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Anyway, that's so if, if we want, we can. We have to get the data to free the data, but I think we have to also recognize what is the important data. What yeah. is the core data? 
yeah. that would be maybe we can do something differently. It's interesting. We had Jason on earlier, and he was talking about a lot of organisations that are trying to implement these new age technology. You know, they're having trouble. They're actually they don't have the right data to yeah. be able to do it because yeah, yeah, when yeah. they try to use the predictive analytics and they try to use some of the the features that rely on knowing information about an individual, they just don't yeah. have it. You know. Are you seeing the same sort of trend? You've seen organizations that have got their master data is just rubbish. Yeah, we, we, we do see that a lot. I actually, I think, so we're probably going to be re- referring back to Jason a fair bit, right? But one of the things I think he said today was that if the change outside the organization is moving faster than the change inside the organization, the end is in sight. That was the Jack Welsh yeah. quote. That's, That's right. fantastic, Jack, right? Right, right. So I think what's happening is that you're starting to get the... Uh, leadership, executives, business owners, asking more things about people. So like when we talk about, um, you know, when, when, I, when I talk to execs today, it's about productivity, mm. right? How productive are the people? Um, you know, how are they being enabled to drive incremental revenue? Um, what areas of operational efficiency are they able to attack, right? I mean, this is what they're looking for from the business. And if you can't answer that stuff, yeah. Right, and you're certainly not being strategic, right? No. So um, I think, and what's happening is the rate of change that the business is looking more for traditional HR. The rate of change is speeding up, and if we don't get on board and get that get that foundation in place, you're gonna the end is in sight. Yeah, absolutely. So how does a vendor? I mean, you you, you guys are a big global software vendor now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, how do you keep up with that? accelerated pace of change. How do you stay relevant in a market that continues to move very quickly? Well, us as a vendor or in terms of with our customers? I think, well, I think it's the partnership, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, from a, I mean, so from a product standpoint or a solution standpoint, um, we probably keep up a couple different ways. First off, you got to have your finger on the pulse of your customer and your sector. So the way that we do that is, as you guys know, we focus very much about you know, adoption and optimization after go live with a whole support infrastructure that's built around software as a service. So you got to be in touch with your customers, right? Yep. Yep. That's item one. Two, you got to you got to listen to your community. And so through the you know a lot of the cloud-based companies have communities. We listen to our community. I think you know, like at the last release, this is not an annual commitment or anything, but I think 50% of the enhancements came from our customer community. So we're listening, right? Yeah. So that's probably pretty good. Um, but I think on the customer side, um, and then product obviously actions it. On the customer side, I think, um, at least for me, I feel like I'm working more closely with my customers to hold them to account just as they hold us to account. Hmm. And it's actually, it's like a maturing of the business relationship. Yep. And so, like, some of the conversations I have, I say, hey, you know, there's a sense of urgency. You said this. We're going towards this. Don't stop. It's like Amy Point from Rio, one of our clients. She said the thing that happened was she got the business case signed off. She held the business to account on the time frames. She drove the governance model so they wouldn't stray from, and everyone had to be accountable to making decisions. And they went from a cost of service of $7,500 per employee down to $2,500 per employee in 24 months. Wow. And they dropped 10,000 people in the process. Wow. Cornerstone, on Cornerstone. Now, that was not, I mean, sure, our software is a tool that they use, but that's a rock star implementation by a customer who's set up the plan, mm. held the business to account, governed it, you know, had a sense of urgency, and look what they got. Yeah, delivered. Delivered. And now they're, now they're getting the benefits of data, right? Now they're freeing the data. Yep. Because they got, in 18 months, they basically rolled out an entire uni, uni, unified talent management suite, and they're, yeah. they're, they are sucking data. They yeah, are getting yeah. data from everywhere. Yeah. I mean, Mike, we know that you know Cornerstone has been progressively bolting on more and more and more. It's a it's a 
pretty comprehensive product now, right? Yep, yep. And I know that one of the you know one of the sort of flagship features that's been that's come out recently, well, not recently, but in the last year, has been Link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and we're talking about free the data. We're talking about integration. You know, tell us how, how do you see Link playing a role there? Um, yeah. So actually. You just that free the data that, that that works with Link really well. Yeah, um, that really we we should have known more about that back then. Um, the uh, the so so let's see. So the question was, um, what about the products? What about the data? Okay, so I think the the um, Link is essentially giving options to a market that didn't have options until now. Okay, and we've been doing it for about eighteen months. And actually, if you look in Europe, Europe has picked it up really really fast. Yeah. And I think we just picked it up, one of our lead customers, I won't say who yet, but one of our lead customers just picked up Link. Big organization, you'll be surprised, but that's because they're, trying, they're looking out across the enterprise at all those disparate systems, and they're going, why? They're working, right? Now, they're not the best employee experience, right? You're not going to put them into a payroll system, or you're not going to put them into a leave system, but mm. you can execute the transactions from the point where... Yeah where the employee spends time in a user experience. We're all talking about user experience, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So these guys are all over that. And so that's where you can extend, you create a hub, again, which Jason was talking mm -hmm. about. Hub and spoke. Hub and spoke, to mm -hmm. plug into that which you need. You can push requests and transactions in. You can suck data out. You have a unified source of who's who in the zoo, in the system. And it's 20% and it's of the cost. 10% mm -hmm. <laughs> of the cost of a rip and replace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's faster. So yeah. it's faster, cheaper, and it's better. And I use cheap. I don't normally use cheap when I talk about <laughs> yeah. software. But it's faster, it's cheaper, like cheap. it's better. <laughs> yeah, salespeople don't like cheap. But I, I'm, uh, I can cover both grounds, so cheap's good. Great. So I guess that means that you know, we're going to be seeing that you know, forming part of the sort of Australia-New Zealand strategy. We'll start Absolutely. seeing customers that are starting to Well, what to happens is it actually, so you talk about, we talk about free the data. It, it ramps up your ability to create more and collect more data to develop more insights and prediction and prescription because it's all about prescription, right? It's all about not only, you know, what happened, but what's going to happen. Okay, that's pretty interesting. Like, what, where are we headed, right? It's a, it's a, 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 a nav man, right? Yeah. That's great. But the real question is, what do we need to do to change it so we don't run into the rock? Yeah. Right? Or there's a new opportunity. This is what it looks like. If we need this capability, what do we have to change? And that's where, that's where the more you can suck in, the faster you can suck it in to the big data, to do the machine learning, the analytics, and to pump that out, the better the organization is going to be and the stronger HR is going to be in terms of adding value to the business strategy. Yeah. So that's, <clears throat> that's all very well with yep. customers who are, um, you know, Evolved in their journey, yep. who've got a data set that you can wrangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what about someone who perhaps needs needs a place to start? Yeah, you know, great question. So, all right. So, I did some research. Okay? Wow, I know. So, I, I started looking into because I thought about those same customers, and if you look at the adoption curve, right, I'd say we're just at the end of the early adopters before we get into the mainstream of the curve. Yeah, right. Agree. All right. So I go. All right. So what does that mean? These laggards that are becoming laggards, if they don't get onto it quick. Um, I looked into disruptive innovation. And there's actually a definition at Harvard for disruption innovation. And what it means is that you come in to a market, and it means that you hit the low end of the market with a very focused service at a very low cost point. Okay? Now, the incumbent is already at the top. 
hitting on the hitting on the the high margin, high return. Well, they see the other one coming in, the disruptor coming in. They don't give it much time. But the disruptor yeah. focuses on executing well and increasing value going up the chain. And the trajectory that they're on at some point means that the, this guy can't stop them. The incumbent yeah. can't stop them. And I think it's the exact same thing. I think we have to be disruptive in HR. And I think the new yeah. the new guys on the block. Don't focus on everything. Pick one, two, or three things to do really, really well. Yeah. Focus on onboarding, right? Mm. Focus on learning around your customer experience. Focus on making sure that you have the conversation once a month, right, around performance. Whatever it is, embed that in your business. Do it really well. Make sure you have all the other tools. You know, you negotiate with vendors. They'll do deals for more modules. But get your toolbox full. But pick out only that which you need, the support mm-hmm. in this case. Execute it well. And then build from that so you disrupt. Mm-hmm. So that's what I say. Right. That's what I say. Yeah, yeah. I think success breeds success, doesn't it? Yeah, don't make it hard. And uh, we're all about making sure they have the roadmap. So there's so much. And, and you find this. I know we've had conversations about how frustrating it is when there's, you know, clients or prospects are trying to procure, buy well, a solution from you, and actually, they're not ready to. Well, they're also, it's interesting, you guys, future knowledge, but there are others out there, but future knowledge, you guys add so much value to the client, because half the time, maybe, maybe, maybe rightfully so in some cases, I hope not so in Cornerstone, but there. The op- you don't always get the openness of conversation about strategy and about what they're doing to, mm. to leverage the benefits that vendors have, right? And so that's where you guys can really come in mm. to help a client look at, you know, challenge them. What is really the most important? Because lots of time, unfortunately, the HR, historically, HR hasn't had strong business acumen, mm. okay? Yeah. So they need somebody to help bridge the gap between the business need Increased incremental revenue, improved operating efficiency, the ability to identify strategic new markets and pursue them. How do you get people to do that? And bridging that to the capabilities of people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where you guys can help and say, hey, you know what? There may be 20 things that you need, but why don't we just focus on these three right now? Yeah. Build a business case around that. The ROIs are good, right? Yeah. That's where you guys can really help. Yeah. Pick up some more in 2018. Pick up the next... Pick off yeah. the next slot in 2019. Well, and if you do it, like if you look at Rio, Rio went full suite in 18 months. Yeah. Now, big organization, global organization, but... Conceptually, I think the way that they did it, the business strategy, the governance model, and the, the rigorous holding to it is something that all of us can learn. Yeah. Mm. Well, you can't do that successfully without having an all, a whole a holistic approach to, to what you're doing, a programized view. Yeah. And if, if you're just smashing the technology, and I mean, you guys, it's feasible, we know, to put the technology in, in fairly rapidly now. But that, that's, not, that, that's not the answer. You have to have... You have to have a plan. You have to have a strategy. You have to have a plan. You have to have a focus. You have to have commitment. You know, and good people actually. And if you do that, and then you bring in a technology to enable it, then you rock. Yeah. Mm, if yeah. you don't, then you, I don't know, puddle. Yep. I don't know. Scissors, paper. I don't know. That's the opposite of rock. I, I backed myself into a corner there. Uh, scissors. <laughs> scissors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, let's move on. <laughs> Well, the beer's coming yet? Yeah. On that note, last time, actually, we were partying, we were drinking Patron tequila, weren't we? I don't remember. <laughs> I think that was were. at Converge in it Sydney, was. wasn't it? Yeah, that was my, remember my son was playing the music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we must God. have put the expense report in, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a big expense. <laughs> that was a great time. That was actually, that was, a, that was fantastic. We had about 100 customers and about 25 partners mm. um, come and... We got to hear what our customers were doing with our technology, and there and some of the stories are being played out here. 
like uh, Port yeah, Stevens yeah. Council's playing it out here. Yeah, mm. we've got them on uh, later on this afternoon, do actually. You? Yeah, Fantastic. You got Melissa? Yeah, we do, yeah. Oh, great. I mean, they're just like, I mean, they've been recognized nationally, right? Yeah. For what they're doing. Great. Oh, you, you guys did the implementation. I just Funny forgot. Funny that, isn't it? Yeah, shoot. <laughs> you just tricked me. Was that well, your question? <laughs> to be honest, Port Stevens did. Yeah. And we facilitated yeah. them to do that oh, what really a good effectively, answer. hey? That's yeah, actually a true answer. answer. That's actually, a true answer. Yeah. They, oh, look, they ran their own implementation, yeah, and yeah, yeah. we helped them out along the way. But yeah, that's a, it's one of the. I mean, you're it, so humble, Jerry. Well, no, it's one of these success stories because partly, you know, I think some people are surprised when you know local government can achieve the way that they have, and yeah. you know, they're not in a big hub, they're not in a Sydney and Melbourne, they're not in a Perth, they're not in an Adelaide. You know, yeah, they're yeah, in Port yeah. Stevens, so you know, they've got to work harder to get the talent, and they well, really and Michelle, did it. Michelle, I mean, I think there's some. I think there's some, actually that was something that Amy said too. Amy said, and you guys will like this. Um, Amy said from Rio, yeah. she said that sometimes it's easier if you're in the organization structure and you go to implement something like that, it's mm. harder if you're in the business than Absolutely. if you're outside. Because being outside, even if you're just a contractor, yeah. you have a contractor running it, you can hold the business to account yeah. without the political ramifications if, of if whatever. To. If you're prepared. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the difference between a, you know, that's a different yeah. story. But that's, yeah, you're right. It's the, the outsider. It's a powerful position to be. Yeah. And when, when we're used well by clients, it's, it's, it really is a powerful proposition. Yeah. Um, just as it happens with the vendors. If you if you're pushed to the periphery and directed to do stuff, um, it, it ends up, sometimes ends up pear-shaped and they blame you or the vendor uh, and all that. You know, that's never going to be productive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, Mike, we got we got chatting, didn't we? Are we done? Yeah, we, yeah, we, we are. Sure I'll tell not. you what. Well, you what know, was we, a secret question. Well, <laughs> do you want to know the secret question? I so, wanted to know. You said so you, yeah, there is on. a secret question. So what? I read on your LinkedIn profile that you're a cereal fixer and grower. Yes, and <laughs> that is true. That is true. You know what and that I is? Want, I wanted to know how you apply that at work. <laughs> So actually, it doesn't work at the house. <laughs> it's, that only applies. If you ask my wife, she goes, he can't fix squat. <laughs> and in terms of his green thumb, he doesn't. Is she like me? Uh, like my wife, on air tasker all the time. She yeah, asks me to do things twice. It. And then she goes, third Actually, time. I built a really good chicken coop the other weekend, so I can do that. Nice. No, a, cere- a cereal fixer and grower, um, what, what I've, if you look at sort of my career and what I've done, I've always come in to fix things. Um, and got them rebased, usually through the team, through realignment of the team or the product or whatever it is, and then grow it. So I just, it's like, I've got a, I'm like addicted to that. You love the grenade. I love, actually, I do like the grenades. Mm. The grenades, you know mm. why? You know why I like the grenades? The grenades are fun because it requires leadership and decision in the heat of battle. Yeah. And, I, and for whatever reason, I think it's because I did all my sports and everything, I, I kind of get a buzz yeah, yeah. from being in, in that environment. Yeah. Um, it, it's a little, you know, being that I'm now, you know, top of the X, back of the boom, right? I'm a little yeah. bit getting old. Um, <laughs> but the uh, Top of the X. Top of the, I know, top yeah. of the X if I'm being nice to myself. Back of the boom, if you really want to know, my, see my license. Um, <laughs> but, the, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's... So you that's, don't look at Mike, so... I don't look at Well, that's good. That's because the kids keep you young. Yeah, kids they do. You anyway, guys, thanks a lot. It's always yeah, really thanks good. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. It's been great. Yeah, <laughs> nice, to, nice to visit with you. So that was Talking People and Technology. Till next time, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Dave. Thank Cheers, Jared. Cheers, you. guys. Thanks, Mike. See you.